people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy. This is the first of our 2014 CineQuest reports. And if you'd like to hear all of them, we invite you to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, and subscribe to the Fanboy Planet podcast to assure that you will hear all of the Fanboy Planet podcast special reports from CineQuest 2014. And it is a terrific schedule. You're going to want to hear them all. This is our introductory uh, meeting with the CineQuest Public Relations team. So let's hear it. We are here in the offices of CineQuest San Jose. What number CineQuest is this? Just a, I was thinking 24, I think we said on the podcast last night. So you are correct. CineQuest 24. CineQuest 24. And we are sitting at the table. What is that in Roman numerals? Uh... XXIV. There you are. Mm-hmm. That was a test. <laughs> Why would you swi- make me switch gears? You know how compartmentalized my head is. <laughs> you are a jerk. Uh, so that part will go so high no one can hear it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're sitting with, what is officially your title? Uh, I am the publicity manager for CineQuest. Publicity manager for CineQuest, Kyle Burt. And to his left? Sanam, I'm part of Kyle's publicity team. Ah, all right. So you have a team this year. I do. That's good. That's good. They're up on stage. Oh, yes. Are they as well-dressed? Do you require them to be as well-dressed as you? I don't require anything, but there's a heavy suggestion. (laughs) All right. So if you attend CineQuest, the best-dressed man, that'll be Kyle. Uh, although Mr. Louie, Mr. Louie will compete. Uh, if you see Nathan Louie anywhere at the festival, he will always outdress me. That crown will always go to him. And for people, and by the way, he's him. actually wearing a crown. That's one yeah. of the reasons why. <laughs> that when you see him, you will know you're seeing him because he is. He's just like so, nothing you've ever seen. I mean, I mean, I I can't even describe it. He, he leaves me speechless with his sequins blazers and his tuxedos that have rhinestones from his he had toes. A coat to the, of many colors. He actually let me wear last year. Oh, one, really? One year he came to the festival with a uh, a trident, a a full body. Like, was he dressed as Aquaman? Because that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or was he Namor? Okay, I'm making it very fanboyish right now. And if you can't follow along, just let me give, give me the nope. signal. I, no, you, you, you do your I thing. get this at school a lot. You went too deep, Macaw. It's time to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's we're beyond. So we're here to talk about CineQuest 24. But we were uh, talking a, little, a bit ago about um, why Fanboy Planet started uh, sitting down. And now this is two in a re- years mm-hmm. in a row. So this makes it a tradition. And we'll just keep happening. Woo-hoo. Right? Woohoo! Two years. That's tradition. It's set in stone now. Uh, why we started last year was because... Uh, it was very, very clear that there were some very fanboy, excite, fanboyish, um, fanish, exciting things happening 
last year you gave the uh, Maverick Spirit Award to Harrison Ford. So there, who's just Indeed. managed to keep his name in the news like every other week without even saying anything because I read a new article. No, really, Harrison Ford might think about being Han Solo again, and, and every week in somewhere. So I need to learn his tricks. Like, see, he's doing something right. We should follow him. And he's not actually doing anything. No. That's what's amazing. No, I think it's, I, his, it's his begrudging reluctance that, I, I to, think that that's draws it. people in. <sighs> it's the mystery. He really is. So uh, <laughs> so last year was that we had, of course, uh, Sparks, which mm-hmm. uh, we'll call that the, the Cinequest success, one of the many Cinequest success stories because Sparks, of course, will be actually get, uh, getting a limited theatrical release in indeed, March indeed. Uh, in theaters other than that. San Jose. And here I and thought you were just trying to pat your own back with interviewing Sparks and Cinequest. No, you know, here it is. But I've got I've to say it because, you know, they've, they've taken its places. And they've got a, a Blu-ray coming out in, in mid-March as oh. well. Yes, you can purchase it on Amazon on fanboyplanet.com. There's a little, you know, there's a little article link. Nice. And I will make sure it's even easier. I'll make that the entire front page. Just a big <laughs> link. Buy the doggone DVD. Nice. So, and you'll be able to see Derek McCaw in that movie. For three seconds, for yes. Three seconds. I, at the launch party, I did go around take off my glasses and recreating the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. Uh, which showed up in my Facebook movie. You know, if you had your Facebook movie yesterday, that picture of me in front of it going it was Not there. It was hilarious. So anyway, uh, Harrison Ford was the big was the big draw last year, and Chuck Palahniuk. Mm-hmm. So you had Palahniuk, two. Yes. yes, yeah, he was. Uh, both of them were great to have. They, I mean, there was last year was a huge fanboy year. This year is also working up to be another huge fanboy year. We're very excited. Yes, yes. I, and that and that's a question. I, question they have is 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 that just been growing because what i'm, I'm seeing in, in like the bag you gave me of dvds uh is almost a schism of sense which i love it's both high and really low culture mm-hmm. because uh like the movie that and you warned me the squirrel scene listen to this, <laughs> let's just laugh uh oh, the, squirrel <laughs> the, squir- oh, the squirrel scene that i watched last weekend love in the time of monsters and i thought this reminded me of Hanging out with my friends when when VHS was first really, really huge, you know, back in those, let's say a prayer for Blockbuster, um, and you'd rent uh, something from Troma or something from oh, yeah. uh, The Last Gasps of AIP. Oh, my goodness, uh, And yes. what reminded me in tone and, and earnestness was like uh, Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bolorama, which is one of my favorite movies of the 80s, and, uh, and Troll. And suddenly there's this Love of the Time Monsters. And yet... I preceded that film with My Prairie Home, which is a very moving, ethereal, beautiful documentary about Ray Spooner, folk, uh, indie, I guess indie singer-songwriter. I don't I know how to... folk weave is the say folk? I'm not sure, because I looked it up, and like nobody called her this, called them, because she prefer, uh, they prefer that pronoun. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody called them the same thing twice in any articles that I looked up, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very unique voice and a very unique uh, tone. That's something you don't really hear often in mainstream or even non-mainstream. Well, I think uh, there's a beautiful scene. And have you? Did you get a chance to I watch that last night? Yet. Okay. Have you seen that one yet, Saddam? I have not. No. That uh, there's a there's a beautiful scene in there where they get up to sing, and I get the feeling that the audience did not know what to make of them. And there's this. I mean, you look, and it's like, a, oh, Mike Rabel just trying to get out. We'll get you, Rabel! Uh, it's, uh, this room's soundproof, isn't it? That was pointless. So, it's okay. It sounded cool on here. Okay. Well, that's all that matters to me. Do I sound cool here? And, uh, you know, the, the, there's, they look like a young man getting up, and then this 
beautiful haunting soprano comes out and you can see these midwestern audiences i assume midwestern canada correct but i get the feeling she that they have traveled down to uh the u.s as well in the midwest and i mean if you could imagine any i mean you're in a in, in podunk in the middle of nowhere and someone's like new york style like uh uh flash mob essentially and she'll just get up or they, excuse me they will just get up and start singing and kind of and some it. of those songs are just absolutely beautiful. Some I was like, eh, you know, but I mean, that's the way, what it's going to be mm-hmm. with any artist. Mm-hmm. So that was my unexpected surprise. And, that, and that's what I'm saying is you have these just amazing art films. And I'm, I'm going to go through the rest of the DVDs. I haven't had a chance. I went to the fanboy stuff first. Good. Uh, Proud <laughs> of you. But, well, so what, what choice do I have? I'm drawn to it inexorably. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, but it is it, it, this mix of really high and low art. So, you care to comment on that? Uh, I'm just floored. I mean, every year I'm supposed to say the the uh, oh, our lineup is the best ever. But I'm actually genuinely so impressed and so floored by the lineup this year um, from films in terms of quality, in terms of content, in terms of of diversity, in terms of everything. There is literally something here for everyone. Um, and that, that would be the feeling I have, yeah. Uh, and and even for films that you, you think, oh, that's going to be a low budget, or it's going to look like it's just poor quality, it is just stunning. There's it's even even some of the stuff that's meant to look bad looks good, <laughs> which is just it's, it makes. <laughs> It's no, I, I do. I do totally get what you mean. <laughs> do you think it's the technology becoming more accessible at uh, lower income levels? And- uh, I think it has to do with that. I think it also has to do with the fact that we've we're moving past that stage of now it's accessible and it's so accessible you still have to do something that makes you stand out. Right. So right. Um, there's a million blogs, there's a million filmmakers, there's a million podcasts out there. What are you going to do that's different that makes you stand out? So if it's if everyone can do something, you have to be innovative. You have to do something different. And of course, you have a huge staff doing the screening too. Um, How many people are involved in so selection? Because no? uh, I've certainly followed uh, Mike Rabel, the program director on Facebook, and all the com- the the vetching, the whining. Oh my gosh, that that man does on Facebook about oh if I have to sit through another film, uh, even when he likes them. So I mean, I imagine he's seen like hundreds of films this this year. Thousands. Thousands. You'll even go for thousands. No, I I will hands down go for thousands. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I think the numbers anywhere this year was between, I don't know the exact one, don't quote me. Um, I hope this isn't on air. (laughs) It will. Once you said on a podcast, don't quote me. Well, we don't have to, but someone will. (laughs) Uh, The number is anywhere between 2,000 and 4,000 between feature and uh, short films. And is Uh, that that higher this year? That is higher than this year. Actually, we had a record number this year. We had to bring on some more people to help out because it was just – and I was actually one of those people. My, my oh, you had not been involved in programming before? No, I was not. I went and pre-screened several. Uh, I, was, I was like, what was the number? I just remember you being out for days watching <laughs> movie after movie. It was, uh, it was I'm not coming into work today. I'm going to watch movies. That's this exactly is true. what he would say. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, um, he was so was exhausted. Like he came in. There was like 200. his tie was a little askew. and just yeah. you know, <laughs> What's wrong? A couple of hairs were out of place. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, Kyle, are you all right? <laughs> it's okay. I survived. Hey, you did. You did. My <laughs> impression of the uh, shorts program is that it's larger this year, too. Is that right? We The, the short program varies a lot because of, uh, one, because of content, but then also because of duration. So we try to pr- uh, piece everything together because uh, based on timing and based on content and what 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 themes we're noticing. Okay. Um, but yes, it, it is larger this year. There's uh, eighty nine ish, eighty nine approximately short films. Those are always great to sit in on because you never. It's like 
it's like a mixed up box of chocolates, and you never know what you're gonna. And know. it's not. And it's not the kind of thing people are going to their local AMC. No, to correct. See, no. You know, it's, so it's like it is one, an opportunity to really get the, a lot of exposure. And to I, and I think stuff. they're growing because of YouTube. I do see that people are passing that around. Mm-hmm. And one we had uh, that's on the sci-fi. Uh, Cargo, we had actually posted right. back in December, and then when Chris Garcia said, "Oh, Cargo, this little film, zombie film from Australia," I said, "Cargo, oh my gosh, it's great!" You know, so again, those are getting passed around by by YouTube, but there is still something about sitting in the theater Absolutely. with a bunch of people experiencing. And that's that something that's nice about the the short programs is that you're going to go in for a a movie, a feature length uh, program. You're going to sit down for the hour and a half or so um, for a movie. But instead of watching just one, for those of you with commitment issues, you get to watch 20. Um, and <laughs> Well, I think we just nailed our demographic. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to change the tagline on the site. For those with commitment issues, just stay here for a minute, seven seconds. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but also with uh, with all of the feature films, you you get this little like paragraph, or you get a little br- uh, briefing on what you're going, what to expect, what you're getting yourself into, and all you get for the short films is, hey, this is animated. All of these films are going to be animated, or all of these films right. are going to be psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. But then the content of each individual one can vary from, uh, I can't even tell you where it can vary from because it really could vary from anything. Well, there. I mean, we've got. I know from sci-fi, we've got time travel to zombies, exactly, and, and unexpectedly moving. Probably the most moving zombie film I've ever seen. Not that I watched that many, but uh, <laughs> and certainly not after the Psycho Monkeys. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I'm putting the back. So, which of the films that you got to screen uh, was your personal favorite that has made it into the festival? Um, actually, it's a comedy from Vietnam called Funny Money, and uh, it's a satire piece on all of the uh, the issues with. Uh, different types of currencies and 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 fake money and people using uh, creating um, uh, counterfeits uh, and mm-hmm. and what the, I guess the ultimate question is what what is value what is wealth um, when everyone can make their own money sort of thing okay yeah so and it's but it's surprisingly funny and there's a little bit of romantic comedy in there there's a little bit of um, there's just a little bit of thrill and a, just a lot of humor a lot of slapstick mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. if you like woody allen stuff don't go see this one <laughs> just because it's a complete it, you just won't like it mike said he hated it uh not no excuse me that's inappropriate he wasn't his type of humor okay so that's yes. interesting and now if we want to know what type of humor kyle subscribes to it's vietnamese financial comedy absolutely it's an upcoming uh, category yeah yeah, yeah. Well, sure. I, I believe Eddie Murphy is doing a remake right now. Um, <laughs> well, that was out of out of date. Uh, I'll, I'll come up with someone far more current. Uh, Mike Myers? No. Seth uh, Rogen. Seth Rogen. That would be there a good go. one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so let's talk about the, uh, the the midnight programming, if we will. Uh, as I just we alluded to, love in the time of monsters. Speak mm-hmm. of that. You were very excited about that film. I was very excited. I think Michael has too. seen it too. She's the one. Who Her eyes are wide. Are you, Nightmares last night because of that one. Seriously. <laughs> then again, I brought this up to to Rick last night off the air. What the hell is wrong with me? Because I was just like, oh, this is you're fun. dead inside. I'm dead inside. I watched it when I had a lot of fun, but I was. You guys built it up. I was terrified to watch these, and then I watched them and go, "Oh yeah, they're good. They're, yeah. they're funny. They're 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 meant to be not scarily not scary. Does that does that make sense? But I mean, if, but Sanam <laughs> had nightmares. So okay, stay I mean, out of the, the woods. Squirrels? <laughs> stay <laughs> out of the woods. Nightmares? No, it was just horrifying to think about these squirrels and these birds. If we made eating it, you. Uh, 
but they're hilariously bad effects. They're like, yeah, <laughs> that helped. That did help. <laughs> that doesn't help. But uh, take two Sharknados and call me in the morning. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, to explain the film and what I lo- even it looked very grainy. It looked like a movie I would have seen in, in the seventies or eighties at uh, well, what's left now here locally, uh, the Blue Light Cinemas in Cupertino mm-hmm. on its third run. You know, um, can't think of where, where I saw it, it locally would have seen uh, the Old Mill. Something you know these bad horror films. Uh, it is love in the time of monsters, it almost defies categorization. But it, um, one of those cabin in the woods kind of things, right? So you've got uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. no uncle, uh, uncle, uncle Slavka, Slavkos, Slav- uh, Slavkos, Slavkos, uncle Slavkos, <laughs> uh, good time family ranch or something like that. All uh, American Family Lodge. Okay. That's all Americans. Red all, flags all over the place. All American Family Lodge. I had Michael McShane, uh, who was an ACT actor and was on the British Whose Line Is It Anyway, and was Friar Tuck and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, many years ago. Like He was on his way up, and then I don't know what happened, but here he is in this fan- doing a fantastically sincere performance. That's what I loved about the film, is everybody was so actually sincere in it, and every character had something that made the character stand out that still felt strangely realistic, except for those poor, toxic psycho monkeys. Mm-hmm. But they, even then, they felt real. Uh, Uncle Slav- <laughs> so, so to explain, so to, explain to, to Rick is, is that there's a toxic still waste... Still working on poor, toxic psycho monkeys. There's, an, there's a toxic waste dump near the, near the lodge, and no one knew about it. And then and Uncle Slavko's thing is because they're up in the Redwoods, they've got Bigfoot, so all the guy, all these okay. guys, college kids and older, older are hired to do, to dress up as Bigfoot and kind of quote unquote terrorize the the guest in a fun way and do sketches and so forth. But right off the bat, they fall into the toxic waste and they become zombies. Yeah, this is a trauma film. Yeah, no, it, it, is, it is, it is, it is hilarious. And then Doug Jones, um, the you know who's done some beautiful things like Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, he was the Silver Surfer, and Abe Sapien is uh, a doctor who has to dress up as Lincoln to satisfy because the guests. It's American because it's all American ah, lodge. I it's an all American lodge, and run by a Croatian too. And yet, what is magnificent too is he's like a super <laughs> genius and figures out all the chemicals and this and the, you know just in a little throwaway way. He's like, "What are you doing work- working here?" And he goes, "Yeah." The economy, you know, <laughs> it's like I. But but everybody has sense, and I didn't feel like anybody was a like a throwaway character. It was just really well done mm-hmm. and a really impressive film there. So everyone believes Mike, their we'll lines. Get him to come on. No, he doesn't. He's not gonna. We already tried to tease him. Did you now. try to get it? It takes Macaw. Oh, he's gonna uh, say. Ravel's gonna. Oh, no, he's, he's gonna he's say something wise. I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I think I should. No. I, I don't know if you can. We'll get you later. We're talking about love in the time of monsters. <laughs> and he backs oh. out slowly. And he's slowly. Only but with a smile on his face. Squirrels. 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 <laughs> yeah, so it infects all the, the wildlife, and it just gets wilder and wilder. And I Once yes. you think it's going to stop, it doesn't. It literally doesn't stop until the credits roll. Like, I was surprised to see. Wow. Like, I was like, okay, let's go. Okay, now we've had the climax. Everyone's. Yeah. This what, is the wrap up moment. The oh, ra- no. Oh, and no. Then, no. <laughs> the wrap up moment is the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really good film. Uh, another one that was that's touted and everybody that uh, got in the press kit's got uh, Blood Punch. Mm-hmm. One of my uh, personal favorites. Another one where I went, what the hell is wrong with me? I really, <laughs> uh, no, because uh, they ran the trailer yesterday and. 
Rick emailed me and said, well, you know, you, you might put a warning on it because it's a little graphic. I was like, really? Is it? And <laughs> yeah, a little, I, I didn't think it was that graphic. No, it's just because uh, it's just of the, the, it's the cleaver, the, 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 cleaver, the fingers in the, the cleaver. Uh, and I went, eh, you know, because I just watched a couple of episodes of Sleepy Hollow and they were casually beheading people on Fox, uh, not Fox News, but, uh, you know. That uh, happens there, too. Uh, uh, there, too, yes. And uh, so uh, Blood Punch is an interesting kind of, Genre bending, starting as a crime drama, a little bit of Breaking Bad in there with the meth cooking, which I think is funny. Is we've got this shortcut now because everybody's watched Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, meth. We understand how that process yeah, works. <laughs> Everyone in the audience has been going, he's doing it all wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what I found fascinating is like it's all uh, the creative team and actors are almost all from Power Rangers RPM. Which is like the one Power Rangers series I've seen. <laughs> so uh, I was like, why do I know that guy? And I started looking up and I'm like, everybody's from Power Rangers RPM. And, and, and it's just a chance to kind of, I guess, this group to, that like working together to do something to break away from that image. And they all do it and they do that well. You never would have guessed that they were part of the Power Rangers. No, they, they're all, I do think it was the best acted of the Power Rangers <laughs> series as well, and sincerely. And so that's why I was like, yeah, they're all very good. You, know? you, you did see Jason's post this morning? No, what? you can now buy oh all twenty seasons of the Power Rangers in one collectible for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, you oh got you got seven hundred dollars just knocking around. You really got to watch all those. <laughs> just Power get Rangers. sparks and first. and J- and, J- yes. and, <laughs> and Jason first. says if I had seven hundred dollars, and it's because he doesn't like Power Rangers. If it was something he liked, he'd have it. Yes. <laughs> so it's anyway. True. And uh, you guys are, you know, conferencing there. You want to bring something else oh, up? Go yeah, ahead, no, do I, it. Do Sanam it. Tom has a great way of saying what this movie's about. Okay. I would sum it up as a cocktail of mishaps, meth, and murder. It is indeed. And, you know, just your average, other-dimensional, well, plus living the, the Let's go Native American mysticism. Okay. You know, what do you put in a meth cocktail? <laughs> you know. Gin. Anyway. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> and that special black cherry thing. I don't know what that is. But, uh, you know, you had that at uh, the Carthay Circle. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, it was a, that, that was interesting. I thought a, a very cool kind of extended graphic night gallery episode is what I, where I felt like starts as one thing, he's moving and changing, and it was it was interesting. So mm-hmm. like that one. Uh, I liked it. I think the one thing that really got me and why it's still my favorite is that um, I I like to think that I can expect what's going to happen in a movie. I've seen a lot of movies. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. She's yeah. going to die. He's going to fall off a cliff. Blah, blah, blah. After about 40 minutes or so, major twist. I wasn't expecting it. Then uh, 10 minutes after that twist, another major twist. And then 10 minutes after that, another major I twist. I thought it was very smart. Uh, you know, it, don't get me wrong. I they, like the, I was unfazed by the graphicness of it. I was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It, it's not haunting me. But I thought it was really smart, really clever in, in what's happening and why. Indeed. And for those of you who don't feel that you're quite as smart, don't be afraid of this movie. You don't have to be smart to come see it. <laughs> you don't have to guess the ending. No, you don't. Because there's still it. Blood Punch. I mean, come on. You yeah. can go see a movie called Blood Punch. You expect some blood. There's plenty of blood. There's plenty of plenty blood. Plenty of blood. And it's funny and mm-hmm. it's it's suspenseful and it's scary in times and you know and, and there's it's a crazy bit of romance there's a lot of bit of humor there's i mean there's just a little bit of everything in yeah it. yeah so that was good uh what else oh we we do have to talk about you know it's not forever it's eternity, eternity. <laughs> the movie oh. <laughs> oh my gosh oh did you bring the disc oh, i have it back in my car i have okay. it back in my car uh yes i'm sorry oh oh <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I it, do you like Hall and Oates? Do you like the '80s? Do you like Paula Abdul, or do you just like to laugh? Yeah, 
I mean, and in some places they sound like the Thompson Twins. I got there because I've been listening to the soundtrack <laughs> a couple times, but uh, and I can hardly wait for the what, February 11th official iTunes release of Eternity. The soundtrack, the soundtrack, they're going on iTunes. Very yes. excited but is about it, that. Is it a is it a documentary? <laughs> mockumentary no. or because it's a voiceover from the future you know sort of foreshadowing yes, what's going to happen yes 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 and i think it it's like one of those things where i think they lost a little of what their framing was supposed to be okay and i've seen a lot of movies and a lot of comedies i still enjoyed but a lot of comedies do this they start with a frame because they because they want you to feel like you're watching one kind of film right and then they get kind of lost in the actual narrative and then it's sort of reps. So I, you know, it, I I will admit I'm not saying it's a perfect film. It was near perfect for me. Uh, that in the third act, a couple things stumbled, but it's what always has to happen. It's like watching a Neil Simon play. You know exactly what's going to happen in the middle of Act Two, and that's kind of what was going on with Eternity. But it's about two guys who just seem destined to form this band mm-hmm. that yes. is the epitome of all yes. '80s bands. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and it is the epitome of all '80s. Bad comedy, like again. Yeah, so my too. time was divided when I was at UCLA. I was working in movie theaters, but I was never, you know, I never worked at the one that was just a single screen. I was working in the multiplex. So when you're in Westwood, there, this time is gone because Westwood's passed. But you'd have like the Terminator, Amadeus, and then Ghoulies in the little <laughs> house, you know. And you know, right. you, you, and, and so I saw a lot of again bad horror. But bad comedies, you know, that would be, uh, you know, Spring Break, Vacation. You know, uh, it was always a dance movie, too. Where the, where it was, there's a little of that, you know, but it definitely reminded me of the time, and it, it evoked very well. And then, you know, and then it brings in people like Eric Roberts, who was not as big a, a role as I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be honest about that to our audience, you know, don't, if you're an Eric Roberts fan, don't get sucked in thinking this is the oh, no, Eric if you're a Roberts. Fan, you've got to see this. It, well, yes. I, I enjoy every Eric Roberts performance ever. But it's it's, if I may say, even for Eric Roberts, over the top, and <laughs> <laughs> like just just a little overdone. And I think they did that on purpose because mm-hmm. e- you know e- even again thinking back to those movies, I'm trying to think of the one that's uh, that was actually Tim Robbins' film debut, um, this, uh, Fraternity Vacation, and uh, so like, I mean like all these really generic names and stuff, and it just hits every. Note right of the the right wrong acting the right right over overdone and, and I think that's what makes it so so perfect or so near yes. perfect is that it's it's tr- it's not trying to do it it is doing it yes and it's, it's supposed to be doing it and you're right I'm gonna say you're right that's the difference it is doing it it's it it's just not looks trying to be a good movie it is or, well it is a great movie it's not trying to have the acting right it's not trying to have it's it's perfectly placed like that and that's what it's that's what just makes you feel all warm inside. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I like that it gave a good uh, a good role to Jonathan Grease, who is to me an, an actor who is like a great character. He was in Napoleon Dynamite. He's the uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yes. the, 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 making for that perfect football pitch, mm-hmm. uh, football throw, and uh, and Martin back in Cole. the eighties, uh, Jonathan Grease was in uh, Real Genius. He's the guy that lives in their ba- in their closet. And the genius that had that had snapped, and so he's like this undersung guy. And every time I see him getting to do something other than just being standard creep, is always because he's a very versatile mm-hmm. actor. So mm-hmm. I appreciate seeing a guy get to do something fun, mm-hmm. you know, like that. And Martin Cove, very interesting role for Martin yeah. Cove. <laughs> and so, uh, so a few '80s icon 
I not not that most people realize that they are '80s icons, but they are like so stuck in that decade, and here they are again, and it's it's it, it was great. And the fashions, oh god, the fashions! <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God, I did not have a sweater that big and ugly, but oh, I knew people sure? that did. I you wanted one. Do you see this chunky body? You don't. You don't add chunk to it. I've already got the fluff. You know. <laughs> you do because then people say it's just a sweater. I had just. I had just grown out of getting husky pants at Sears. You know, <laughs> going to college. No, but the other things. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the colors. Oh, the colors. All right. So we're having. These are the really fun movies. Uh, we do have specifically Fanboy Planet for those that are interested in comics. We've got a writer's day on mm-hmm. Sunday, March 9th. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to clarify a couple things for me because people have been asking me. That's okay. the exciting part. They are asking me, is this what's happening? Is this what's happening? I've heard this. I've heard that. Okay. That there's first a pitch, how to pitch your story, mm-hmm. which I assume would be screenplays, mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It rolls into Masterpiece, the D- Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. So mm-hmm. a documentary which I mentioned has appeared on the Blu-ray of the complete Dark Knight Returns animated, which had originally been divided into one, two parts, and they did a, a master Blu-ray that came out in November. But, but probably not a lot of people were aware that was even there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are not that many completists who actually watch all those extras or even bothered with that one because, again, they probably bought one and two. They didn't realize that this is here. So this documentary about Frank Miller's creation, mm-hmm. at this point, will Frank Miller make a slouch hat appearance at the screening. If only you could see my face right now, folks. I know. And it's <laughs> riveting. Believe me. <laughs> it's like... Um, at this present moment... Right. I do not have confirmation that he is going to be here. It has actually been a three-month process working on his schedule and working on his availability to get him to come. So I, I, so well, I suspect he won't be because... It, not necessarily. It, well, okay. So there's that possibility, but we are if not making any promises. If he shows up, you're going to let him in. If he shows up, I'm going to let it. I mean, I'll. Are you I'll, kidding? You'll because have, he's going to have to buy a ticket. I've seen Sin City. Do you know what that guy's going to do? Oh yeah, you're going to throw Kyle to the ground. The sky. You know? <laughs> well, if he doesn't have a ticket, I mean, well, right. I mean, because this is, you know, we're not we're not in this just for our health. We, you know, it, it's about profit. Uh, so anyway, there's the possibility, but we're not promising. Pos- so we can't promise it yet. Okay. However, keep your eyes and ears peeled because the second that we find out, I'll make sure you guys know. Okay, and I will. I will have like an article ready to just go. Yes, <laughs> which is what we did with the launch. Because the other mm-hmm. thing that rolls into at one thirty, the Maverick Spirit Award or one of the Maverick Spirit Awards mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. uh, will be given to Neil Gaiman, the, the man we all bow down yes. to, uh, Neil Gaiman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I, it, it's funny because even writing that bio, there's so much stuff I left out uh, of, you know, what that guy's got. What was the name of that? You know, he's got a video game coming. He's yes. uh, he, video game TV. As he said, he started a book tour for The Ocean at the End of the Lane, and it ended up going into the children's book he just wrote, uh, which I can't – the titles gave me. Uh, but for the milk? or uh, Yeah, but, uh, but for the milk. And so – um, so Neil Gaiman is going to be there. Uh, how are ticket sales? Are, are we looking for the San Jose rep, or should we be ready at the California? It is still planned for the rep just because of the programming that we have lined up. Since we have our screenplay finalists from our competition this year, um, we have the all of the transitions. It's set up ideally for the rep theater. And okay. if we're going to be uh, – it, it just makes sense to do it there. Um, however, again, should anything change, we'll make sure that you guys are posted. Right. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So at the rep, there'll be a presentation, uh, Q&A, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and an awarding of that. 
and then mm-hmm. another conversation. Right. We'll have a moderated conversation mm-hmm. with um, uh, Neil Gaiman to talk, l- learn like the the diversity that he has going from. I mean, so many different forms of writing, and every what every every single um, media. division yeah. media has a different requirement and a different voice and a different style. And yeah, a different I, I don't think there's anything left on unwritten by him as far as a, as far as a, a media and medium ex- goes. Exactly. Um, has he written a podcast? Oh yeah, probably. Very few podcasts actually get scripted. Uh, <laughs> some Let's do. Some do. <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale. Does uh, we know that? Uh, Usually, it's one voice. So. I know a lot of people think that we 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 write ahead of time, but no, it's not. It's yeah. yeah. So, uh, but he's Robert, been on pod- Robert Alton School of. But uh, he's been on on uh, podcasts. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so we're very excited about that. I'm really excited, to, one, because the, the numerous directions that the conversation could go um, for, thing, for, for amazing uh, award re- recipients who try to leave ev- the, the rigid questions behind yeah. and just see how the conversation plays out. Mm-hmm. He's such a brilliant person to talk not only about his work and about fantasy or, or things he's fictionalized, but just social commentary and historic and just uh, I could just listen to him all. Well, day. a brilliant man without any without the danger of Alan Moore turning us all into <laughs> into winged oh, lizards. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so usually wears off though. No, well I know it, it did, but uh, it's, yeah, I, I'd say because they are good friends. They are it's like one of the few people Alan Moore still admits is his friend. Uh, so you know it, it, you've got that. It's certainly going to be bringing people from all around to see Neil Gaiman, and, and he is very good about connecting with his fans and appearing publicly. But mm-hmm. so this is an exciting opportunity and a nice narrowing down. I'm, I'm excited, especially because I had a great time at last year's Chuck Palahniuk conversation. Because he he himself also is a very intelligent man who has a very um, interesting perspective and outlook on many different issues, and 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 has written for many different things as well. And who is making, by the way, is writing a Fight Club graphic novel sequel. Indeed. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So sequel. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting that he chose the graphic novel. So here we are in another thing where we're moving forward, where people are, you know, seeing the graphic novels as a, as a valid form of expression and becoming literature. We're living through the time. It's the dream. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then and with Neil Gaiman coming here, it's merging everything all at once. Okay. Fantastic. Um, there's one thing I uh, Matthew Modine is coming as well, yes. and he's getting a different award. You know, Maverick Innovator Award. Maverick Innovator. I have not explored what his uh, app is with. Uh, I can tell you. Yes, please about explain it. it. Please do. That's it's, why I'm leading you to it. It's very interesting. I mean, when I first heard about it, I was just like blown away. Um, it's called an appumentary. It's an app for your uh, tablet for I believe exclusively for iPad. Okay. And uh, uh, there's a sample, a free sample available. You get one chapter. The full app has uh, five chapters. Um, and it is a essentially a very modern version of a behind-the-scenes look at Full Metal Jacket. The mm-hmm. app is called Full Metal Jacket Diary. Hmm. And uh, Matthew Modine's character, uh, uh, well, let's, Joker, Private Joker. Let's yeah. let's move back a little bit more. Uh, Kubrick is, was notorious for refusing people to take behind-the-scenes shots or or uh, keep uh, notes on what is happening during the creation of his films. Right. Except in this situation, um, Modine's character was uh, it was part of his character to consistently write and, and take notes and keep keep records. And so he said, "You do this, do this for the film." And so when uh, a couple years ago he put out a collector's edition, it was a metal-bound. Uh, book with with these notes and these photographs and and some commentary, um, but then he wanted to make the experience more immersive. 
So mm-hmm. that's when he brought it to the tablet app. And that's what is the interesting part is when you're looking back um, on a film that you made 20 years ago, you're most likely going to remember the just the good stuff. Oh, we had a great time here. It was an awesome time here. This And that's a retrospective. But mm-hmm. this one's a true perspective mm-hmm. uh, because it is Kubrick 20 years ago writing in his diary. It is the photograph that Kubrick wanted to take 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. it's now he it's then giving his commentary on his his psyche and his thoughts from then. So it's a very interesting concept. It's very, I'm really excited about it. It's very unique and very different. Yeah, so uh, he's getting this Innovator Award. Does that mean, do we think others are going to be following suit in in what Modine has developed or or what is he hoping to do with this beyond? Um, Well, with... Not to speak for him, of course, but just trying to give the impact of this. What I think is, uh, so I think two things. One, the concept will be taken further. I think it's a very nice, it, it's a it's a way to keep something that wa- was, that would disappear and now keep it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I, that idea of digitization and making sure everything, you can, anyone can access it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not limited to a number of, of print copies. Um, so I think that idea is going to happen and move forward. This is a unique situation though because whoever thinks about, okay, I'm going to write everything down from this set because 20 years from now, 30 years from now, it's going to be hailed as an amazing movie and, and the filmmaker is going to you know, go down in history. No one ever thinks that. I'm pretty sure Michael Bay does, but still. <laughs> I do. That's why my house is so cluttered. That I, I know. <laughs> I keep everything. I know. Well, normal people don't think that. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know any normal people. <laughs> <laughs> They oh, sound like dreadful boars. <laughs> 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 uh, I tease, but um, I think that uh, if that this concept can can come around again, uh, mm-hmm. if the material presents itself. All right. Um, but I like the. This was partially a Kickstarter campaign to create the app. Uh, they wanted to see the film. The I, I guess. The app developers, the mm-hmm. filmmakers, the what I, I don't them? know, the, the engineers, producers, the, engineers, yeah. the team behind it. They wanted to see. They worked with uh, Modine on the the collector's edition book, um, which is now only there's only I think a hundred something mm-hmm. copies printed. And anyways, um, they wanted to see if there was a, a calling for it, and they, I think they made their goal tenfold. So um, there was just an oh, overwhelming a- support. And yeah, I'll be admit, like, I'm not I'm not the huge Kubrick fan that many people seem to be, but you know, Full Metal Jackets, like I saw it, I went okay. But I know there are a lot of people mm-hmm. that just went crazy for that film. Absolutely, absolutely, and and again, it's not everyone's going to be everyone's cup of tea, right? But but it's um, uh, but it's interesting, and he's an interesting actor, very mm-hmm. thoughtful man. Um, you know. Uh, I can't, oh, doggone it. I wish I could call up the 80s bad sex comedy he was in, but I know it was with Phoebe Cates. Uh, so quickly, I play uh, anyway, okay, you can't look up the USIMDB. Uh, but anyway, I, I will find it. And uh, also, there is a film called App, which sounds very interesting. Uh, Sanam, are you looking this up and explain yeah. this? Yeah, App is uh, an interactive film that the audience members will have to text a certain number before the film starts. And throughout the film, the actor is getting these 
freaky texts. And it, when you just subscribe to that number, you'll actually be getting those exact same texts. So it's kind of like a keep your cell phone on during this film. Is it timed throughout to be the right time? Yes, it is. So right. you send it a text message and that starts off, it starts the stuff coming. Yep, down. subscribes you. That's and really so that they, it's fascinating. this merging of technology and film together. Is very so everyone's phone... Will be so, so there's going to be an announcement at the beginning of the film. Please so remember so to turn, turn your, your phones, phones on, on. Exactly. <laughs> and don't silence them. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> so but all the audience, we're going to get like that first scene in Sherlock when the when the first season, first episode, when all the all the exactly. uh, reporters, yes, cell yes, phones yes, are going yes, on. Yes, yes, that's and, crazy. And I think it adds to the element because it's. I guess you would we would technically call it a thrilling film it's an action movie it is um this it's this app is terrorizing this girl's life wow which the apps are really (laughs) you know this is true uh that reminds me one of my favorite elements of last year's program the film congratulations yes where it was david was the child who was Mm -hmm. missing and throughout the whole film you got the people going david looking looking behind david david what happened was if you were in after that film showed a couple I guess it showed a couple times you'd be in another movie and there'd be a quiet point and someone in the back would go David (laughs) entirely different (laughs) (laughs) by Um, the way this film would be private school is the Matthew McDean sex comedy that I saw at the UA Coronet in Westwood (laughs) But uh, followed, followed by Vision Quest, where he was a wrestler. Uh, it was the next year. So, uh, so we're going to yeah. add an element of terror to all the other films if somebody's text goes off. Oh my gosh! Right. I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's going to play out. I want I want to see someone storm out of a theater saying, "Wait, you said to turn my phone on in the other movie, <laughs> right?" Yeah. And I just want to this just in. Uh, Uncle Slavko just followed us on Twitter. Ooh. No way! <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> we're talking about it. And go. That's Uncle a little Slavko freaky. Where are the cameras? <laughs> <laughs> David. Uh, <laughs> watch out for the squirrels, folks. Oh, Just watch out oh, for the squirrels. That was... I, that was so... I mean, you're, yeah. I, the, the, yeah. That, that's... And- just, just to it scene was silly and horrifying, and I went and it summed up every trauma moment, every single one. You know, it was just like perfect. The, so. Uh, just so everyone knows, it is at the very end of the movie, so you have to stay. Yes, it is towards the end, you okay. have to towards stay. Towards the for end, it. yes, towards the end. Yes. Uh, oh, golly. And and I hope this uh, entices you enough to stay through oh, it. Oh my god! No, it's a it's a great. <laughs> it, it was a fun. Yeah, it was just a wonderful movie. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say that I had vague memories as a child of that place with the Paul Bunyan statue <laughs> that oh responds to you. My parents, do you know where it is? Yeah, I've been there. Okay, but I... At least in my dreams. Right, and that's what I feel like. It's like, I go, I remember this, but I don't think I don't think that was technically possible. So, like, I, I had half convinced myself that it wasn't a real place, but, like, my parents... Talked about it no, or I something? That's specifically, the movie. They, the movie did that to you when you were in. <laughs> no, I was just saying. It, was like, it confirmed for me that it existed because then I saw it on film. and Went, yes, I have been there. It was some kind of mystery spot or some kind of yeah. Wood, it's wood it's area. Up, up and when you come back to your car, all the cars would have and they they would wire on a bumper sticker onto your car. Oh, and my dad it would wasn't get like pissed. and my dad got pissed. Yeah, as I remember yeah. that, you know. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So again, back you can't get past love in the time of monsters. They, no, we, we talk can't. about it a oh, lot. Okay. So good. Is there anything else that you would consider, uh, you know, fanboyish, uh, interesting? Well, the Japanese remake of, of Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yes. Ken Watanabe in the yes. Clint Eastwood role remake. So replace. I mean, it is replace the 
uh, Midwest with the beautiful Japanese uh, scenery, um, with their beautiful cinematography. If anyone has seen a Japanese film, you know that they meticulously set up their their shots. Um, but then you replace all the guns with samurai swords. Bing, bang, boom. You have an amazing remake. Um, it, I mean, it's it's just great. It's just you have to see it to see it because there's there's no reason not to. So um, well, okay, if that's the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, just, what if I had to wash my hair? I mean, that's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this one called again? Unforgiven. Unforgiven. It's called Unforgiven. Again. It is called Unforgiven. Okay. Yes, and, and it, it is the same. I, uh, it I is mean, Unforgiven. Sometimes they rename. I know, remakes. but they, this one they didn't. Well, I can't pronounce the Japanese name, unfortunately. So it does I'm have a tradition. So disappointed in you. That's it. Uh, Sanam's back next year. You're out. Seriously, Kyle. <laughs> you're getting you're getting sandwiches wow. while Rabel comes in and goes. <laughs> okay. Um. And there's one with Patrick Stewart. One with Patrick Stewart. That's called Hunting Ele- Elephants. Hunting Elephants. Okay. Yes. Elephants um. What brings family together? Nothing than uh, n- a bank heist. Planning a bank heist together brings family together. That's so true. That's so what true. My brother and I were just having that conversation. <laughs> no, we were not. Uh, for the rest of. <laughs> Um, no, we, we were going to steal art. But uh, no, nothing. Nothing at all. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> There's the Harry Knowles film. Then uh, we have the Harry Knowles film. Yes. Grand Piano. So um, everyone knows who Harry Knowles I hope everyone knows we who Harry We do know who Harry Knowles is. Yes. Uh, founder of Ain't It Cool News. Started the whole uh, anyone can have an opinion, fanboy culture kind of thing. Everyone has an opinion. Uh, now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's great. Um, he will be in attendance. He's receiving our Media Legacy Award. Um, Which I think you have three recipients, right? We have three, yes. Um, uh, Kenneth Turan from uh, L.A. Times, famed critic, and Eric Cohn from uh, IndieWire. So uh, we have the mainstream media, traditional media. We have our independent films, and then we have our uh, kind of modern, new age uh, media uh, to help represent. And uh, Mm -hmm. they're actually the unsung heroes of the film industry because how are we going – unless you were made by a big studio – if it if it weren't for a critic, no one would hear about your movie, right? Um, and so they they've you made us feel very important, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Yes, no, yeah. like because for, because of people like you who are talking about it and saying, "Hey, you have to go see this. We've seen it, and we recommend it." Um, and so we wanted to turn the spotlight back on them. But anyways, back to Harry Knowles. Oh, I'm so excited to meet him. <laughs> uh, he's going to be here uh, Thursday, March sixth. March sixth. Yes, that makes sense. Um, We'll be here uh, and just before uh, South by Southwest. So okay, that's nice of him because I know he does. He's very busy at South by Southwest. So that was done well. And uh, Grand Piano is with Elijah Wood Mm -hmm. and and John Cusack. Exactly, Um, Carrie Beach. So we have a pretty lady in there as well. Everyone likes a pretty lady in a movie. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is probably one of uh, Harry calls it one of the greatest uh, thriller movies that he has seen in forever, Um, and. It's it's but not an eternity, not an eternity, but uh, in a very very long time. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> um, and it's a uh, a famous uh, pianist who uh, had a, a fluke on stage. His uh, went on a kind of a sabbatical, went on leave, and is now back um, for his first performance. And he is being tormented while he's on stage. Someone has uh, is set up a, an act of terror, so they're watching him. And I've seen the trailer for it. One, uh, yeah, play one wrong note, one wrong note, and you die. And there's like a little dot on his head the whole time that mm-hmm. only only he is aware of. And Cusack is, I guess, Cusack. It looks like Cusack is the guy terrorizing him. Well, that's the thing. There's not just one terrorist. There's about four. Oh, well, that's yes. so. That's a twist. There's a twist. And so, I mean, that's an interesting thing. That seems to me like ten years ago, that would have been in a mainstream theater. 
Why now? It's on a it's a video on demand. Right, it's on video. I, I don't know if it's if it's available yet, but I it's know on it's video demand. I believe currently, um, we will have a screening um, on on March sixth, uh, right after uh, Harry's uh, award ceremony. But then also the day after, March seventh. In case you should see it at CineQuest first, but if you miss it, it is going on theatrical release um, for theatrical distribution. But uh, but again, we say limited. Like it'll probably be San Francisco. I don't know if any theater in San Jose is picking it up. I not that I know of. I haven't seen anything yet. So it's one of those things again. So what what you know? This is a thing where a, where a film festival, if we can bring it together to the important work you're doing is a film festival will bring to light movies that, like I said, you know, in the 80s, something like Love in the Time of Monsters, it had a big release because it was just something to do. You know, I mean, people would have gone to the theater to see that, and now they don't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so a movie with, I mean, for gosh sakes, it's Frodo, mm-hmm. and it's uh, and it's John Cusack. I, I couldn't think of a, of a good genre. Well, you know, but anyway, it's Frodo. <laughs> it's Frodo playing piano, and... Why? And he doesn't look like Frodo either. No, no, his feet have he's had some work done. Yes. And uh but but here it is this is a guy that's that's a major movie star, really. Mm-hmm. And John Cusack is too. And mm-hmm. here they are in this thing that's like uh, it's struggling to get noticed, and yet people are saying this is an incredibly tense movie, this is a great movie, this mm-hmm. is fun. But it's not going to show up at your AMC. Exactly, and that's and that's why we um what why we actually or your started Edwards the, or whatever you know wherever you're at where you know somebody Regal. in Britain Regal that's a good one too yes um and and we asked when we when we um spoke with with the our media members we we asked them what what film do you want to see what film do you wish more people could see um and that's and that's actually Harry Knowles picked this movie himself yeah. he didn't place it he wanted to say people need to see this this is going to be great. Um, so that's what we're we're very excited about that. So that's that's the, the added draw. Is he's going to talk about the movie and why he thought it was so great and sure. some of the some of the insights behind that. And so Elijah hangs out with him. That's true too. But you know, still, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we'd be honest about it. But it doesn't lessen it. It's like I think Harry gets access to some movies that people don't mm-hmm. get to because of who he is. And you're right, and has touted some things that it's like, yeah, that was a really good choice, you know, and 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 keep genre alive. Um, so, yeah, that, back to this is the importance of CineQuest. Plus, CineQuest is a great cultural thing for San Jose. I, I hope that San Jose believes that, too. I, I know, hope that I, they do because I it's a great it, it's a it's a great event. And not just for San Jose, but the South Bay, the Bay Area in general. I mean, we've noticed outside of outside of San Francisco, culture is, is difficult to to come by. And um, whether you're looking for an art show, whether you're looking for a, a, a live music show, which uh, everything seems to be picking up. And so that's what's really exciting is to see it growing um, because everyone in, in Silicon Valley, at least, are fo- so focused on tech. Yes. Yeah. Now, Cinecast 24, not just the largest number, but the, the biggest festival you've had so far? Uh, bigger and better. We have, um, we have more films than normal. We have more submissions than normal. We're going to have more people than normal. We have more guests than normal. We have, we're just more, 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 more. And as we watch Behind the Candelabra, yeah, too much is... Just right. Uh, I can't remember exactly how you said that, but more. It is definitely uh, to excess. Okay, so uh, the dates of CineQuest are? March 4th through March 16th. Uh, I'd hope you'd have that right at, your, at the tip of your tongue. Yes. Uh, it's good, good for you. And uh, we're going to be there for a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, we'll get, I, Garrett, <coughs> I've, uh, I'm pretty sure we have actors and directors coming from Love in the Time of Monsters. I'm almost 100% sure that Blood Punch is going to be here. Eternity the movie is Tell our. Eternity is going to be here. They're going to be here. 
Excellent. <sighs> is this when we go high pitch now? Eternity's gonna be Eternity's gonna be. I was gonna try to recreate some of the performance. I couldn't think of what song was appropriate, but just no. I got double crossed, single cross earring with a double cross. Yeah. Uh, and I am trying to convince the uh, actors and uh, all of the cast me- or crew members to come in character for their world premiere screening. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's a world premiere, by the way. I guess oh, it for is. Eternity. Yeah, Eternity the Movie. Wow. World okay. I was, uh, yes, was in briefly in Twitter communication with uh, Oates. Uh, and Love in the Time of Monsters is a world premiere. Is it? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's great. So the, uh, both very fun films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of things happening. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of it. And let's say we will be at a lot. I did want to mention one other. There's a silent film because you have a standard of, have, of showing old. Mm-hmm. It's not just new. Mm-hmm. So a, a thriller from the uh, German expressionist thriller from the 20s, The Hands of Orlock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, is going to be here. Which so. showed up on many issues of Famous Monsters. Of film land. Yeah, I know. That's what. No. That's what I told. I told Wait, back in the day, and I, I, going, I told Mike. I, I don't think I've ever seen it, but it's been this movie that's been like in my consciousness for so long. Those I, I need that. to see the hands yeah. of Orlock, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see that. We're so. excited about it because it's a it's a it's a full length uh, film that was made like 1936, I think, something like that. Is 1926. It, it's 20s because it's silent. It's yeah. Si- yeah. Yes. Um. And uh, last year we had two short films, or excuse me, two silent films because they weren't up to to duration. And so that's I'm, one I'm really excited about. That we'll have a live accompanist uh, playing in the Woolitzer Organ in the California the Theater. Oh my gosh! It's going to be beautiful. It's great, and it's a and it's a it's a both funny but then terrorizing story at the same time. Right. Yeah. So right. not quite the Buster Keaton we had last year for the. Well, was it Her- was it Buster Keaton or Harold, it was Harold Lloyd? Lloyd. Harold, Harold Lloyd. Lloyd was it the freshman or. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the one no, we had Buster Keaton last year. You, we had both. It, yeah, you had. There was uh, Buster Keaton, the, um, the cop. The no, the one with the clock. Um, that's safety last. That's Harold safety Lloyd. Last. That's Harold Lloyd. That's Harold Lloyd. Yeah. And Buster Keaton's oh, Steamboat Bill Jr. Was that the, the one or the? No, that wasn't that one. Can't remember. Well, it was a year ago, so that's okay. Yeah. You can be. But it's, yeah. nice, yeah. it's nice to see the the silent film tradition continue. Sure, mm-hmm. it's actually one of our biggest draws. It's 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 because it's cool. It's and cool. at the California Theater, a beautiful theater, wonderful organ that rises up out of the out of the floorboard. When was the last time you saw a silent film? Never. Can't remember. Never. Never. If you want me to tell the truth, never. <laughs> we do want you to tell never. the truth. Never. <laughs> well, there was that night we couldn't get the speakers to work on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We do have another quasi-silent film um, that people might be interested in. Um, Bill Plimpton, animator, famed animator, uh, is an, uh, created a, a new film called Cheaton, um, completely hand-drawn. Um, Cheaton. That's it. Yeah. Cheaton. When you were telling me there's a Bill Plimpton film, and I was like. Uh, no, I didn't see anything that said Bill Plunder, but Cheaton, I do have. Yes, okay. yes. it's on the top of my stack at home. Yeah. Yes, um, beautiful story. I mean, it, and it's 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 a silent film. There's no dialogue. The characters, it's it's all uh, with a company uh, with a, a beautiful score um, that right. goes along with it. And so it's nice to see a story, um, especially one that's dealing with humans and relationships and and the uh, the vicissitudes of love. There wow. is a big word for Do you. Do you have a license for that word? <laughs> wow. That was that was good. We're going to have to to uh footnote this <laughs> podcast. Well done. Yeah. And I didn't write that anywhere either. <laughs> you just knew that. I just That's knew that. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we <laughs> 
We thank you for your time. I we are so excited for the festival. We'll, we'll be doing coverage all the way through, uh, and up through February, doing reviews and so forth. But this is great to to get this conversation Absolutely. going. Absolutely, all of and the tickets are available now. Yes, so if you find something that interests you, go and check it out. You can get them online. I recommend doing it sooner than later because yeah, there are plenty. They do sell out. They do sell out, and they do sell out really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and any information is all available online. Yes. Um, we have a new tablet app coming up, so you can uh, coming out, so you can s- review that. Um, so it'll be lots of fun. Great. Well, great. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. And that's great. And we'd like to remind you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn it, damn it, damn it. As well as it can ah, under those circumstances. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and start recording just because, you know. Alrighty. Sounds good. He likes, the, he likes the outtakes as well, you know. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, what I usually tell uh, people we're interviewing is that it's our job to make you sound good. So don't worry about sounding bad. If you, I mean, even if, if, I, if I can cleanly do it, if you do ums and ahs and you can't think of something, it'll be gone by the time it gets into the podcast. Okay. So. And he will drop cool. your voice an octave. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, I, can, I can do that myself. <laughs> your voice I might take up this time. <laughs> okay, okay. So anyway, Kyle. Yeah. What are we talking to? Uh, yes, yeah. we... Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't know your name. Oh, Sanam. Sanam. Sanam? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Derek. <laughs> oh, I like her voice on this. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Are those your own? They uh, are. Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah. I had one of the, the last of the grungy ones there. Uh, okay. I haven't bought a new <laughs> and, new uh, leather one. So. No, and Hamilton went back and said, I have to take care I'll, of I'll <laughs> I come in style. <laughs> are those beats? They are. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apparently we'll sound even more fashionable to you. You sound, uh, you sound like you're right next to me. Which is weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it is weird because you're all sitting around a table but it does sound like it's much more intimate when you're mm-hmm. hearing every breath. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yes. Good morning. <laughs> let's, let's hold it to breaths. <laughs> uh, Technically, we it is were, still morning. I explained podcasting. Yes, we talked about our podcast. That's what it, we you're do. fine. So we'll we'll do the intro and outro afterwards. And Kyle was talking about Harrison Ford from last year. I thought it'd be really kind of awesome to talk about stuff that happened last year as kind of a oh no, I I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. Yeah, you it know? was a very big thing. You know, Harrison Ford came, and then the next day, people made all kinds of announcements about Harrison Ford that had nothing to do with Cinequest, but still, it was good. You know, yes. so <laughs> <laughs> these things happen. You know what? Though by the time Anchorman Two came out, I totally forgot he was in that. Who? So. 
Anchorman 2. <laughs> that, that, that was the announcement the day after the event. That was the news. Harrison Ford's in Anchorman 2. I was like, where's... Uh, uh, wait, God wait, damn it. Uh, well, We're going to change we, that this year. We're working it. You know, come on. Yeah. All right. Excited. <laughs> yes. I think it's a good idea, Rick. So... Well, goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cuckoo. We don't know how to end it because we usually end it really geeky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, use your. Hey, whatever. No, no, no. We'll, we'll cut this. this. <laughs> I, is this, this where is, we say goodnight? This is 56 minutes. Since we started with good morning? It, well, yeah, it's usually at that point it's like, oh, I'm out of alcohol. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could try. Do you want to do it as a special? We could just. I think we should do it as a okay, special. So, this is almost an so hour. So we will do the call out and I'll cut it in. So. Yeah. What. Uh, I'll. Uh, so. I'll say we'd like to remind you to. Yes. And then what the phrase is, and everybody has to say it at the same time, because it matters to have all the voices involved. Absolutely. Then don't oh, don't don't yell it into it. Just say, <laughs> use your powers only for good. So it's the only part that throws people because it just feels wrong until you get used to it. Use your powers only, only for good. good. Okay. So everybody, and. That's great. We'd like to remind you to use your powers only for good. And that's where the music cuts in with a fanboy. Fanboy. Yeah. I like it.